This is the Sean Kelly on Movies podcast. Thoughts and commentary on the world of film from an Aspergian perspective. A production of SKOnMovies.com. Welcome to the Sean Kelly on Movies podcast. The uh, Hot Docs Canadian International Documentary Festival is happening from April 25th to uh, May 5th, and the um, next uh, few episodes are going to feature um, interviews with uh, various uh, filmmakers and uh, subjects from the festival. So uh, first up here is uh, my interview with uh, Ingrid Veninger for her um, debut documentary, the World or Nothing, which is about uh, twin dancers from uh, Cuba who are trying to make it in uh, Barcelona. So uh, got to uh, speak with uh, Ingrid Veninger about the film, so uh, get right to it. And here is my interview for The World or Nothing. So uh, how did the um, genesis for this film come about? So, what specifically attracted you to the brothers? I mean, you've seen the film, so I think that is a good question, and maybe it's a question that will uh, encourage people to see it because it's a mysterious thing. I mean, why are we attracted to anyone? Like, what is that that hunch, that feeling, that initial curiosity that makes you want to say, "Hi, my name is Ingrid," or "My name is Sean." Like, what is what is that thing that kind of remains elusive and mysterious that makes one person connect with another? Um, it's the thing I think the film explores connections. I think it's a, a recurring theme in all my films actually is the search we have. Sometimes it's a literal search, sometimes it's a metaphorical search to connect with other people. And uh, so the question I'm asking myself is, uh, it's a whole bunch of things. I mean, the obvious one, they're dancers. I was a dancer, I have an affinity for dancers. Um, they're twins, they're very close. There's an intimacy between them. They share everything. I'm an only child. I've always wanted a sibling. Um, they're, uh, they've migrated to Barcelona. My parents migrated from former Czechoslovakia to Canada. So there's lots of ways that we're kind of intrinsically linked, but of course I didn't know much of that before I started filming. And it's really and truly, I just wanted to be friends with them. So I just want to be friends with them. 
So was it a um, difficult adjustment for you to move into documentary filmmaking? Yeah, it was a difficult adjustment. I think a friend of mine said that documentary filmmakers are kind of seen as second-class citizens to fiction because in fiction the director controls and rules everything and has this vision in their minds that then everyone gathers to execute. And, um, you know, there's kind of an authority and uh, an ego that is associated with directors of fiction, whereas documentary is a more humble position of, um, you know, working with fewer resources and going out on the field and, and um, the subjects are the stars, you know. So there's this feeling of documentary being like second class and topic found it incredibly difficult and challenging and um, working without a script for the very, very first time, not knowing what the film was going to be having to surrender, relinquish control, being completely uncertain and trusting that. It was uh, really challenging and again, very fast. I mean, we shot the film in 11 days, so it's kind of a very specific snapshot of these brothers' lives in Barcelona at a very specific time when they just newly arrived. And we edited it in 33 days, which I'm hearing is pretty fast for a doc. And the twins were part of the process very much participant kind of experience where they looked at cuts and were involved, so they were in essence partners, you know, which is different from fictions. I don't like show the work to very many people outside of the few that are working on it, but this was a different kind of partnership. So how did the um, narrative develop for you as you were making the film? <laughs> yeah, I did not think much about narrative. I just thought spending time with these brothers in their real environment, not fictionalizing, not imposing, not mediating, not projecting, basically staying out of the way and, yes, thinking about the movements of the camera and being very much inspired by other filmmakers, uh, the Mesa brothers, and very sort of uh, observational, cinema verite style documentary, and, specifically a film by Barney Williams called The Human Surge was a big inspiration in terms of how long these single shots are and how the movement's happening inside the frame. Just started to explore a little bit in Porcupine Lake, but I did not sculpt or craft a narrative and especially was prevented from doing so because I don't speak Spanish. So during the making of the film, I wasn't understanding what they were saying. So I wasn't even able to sort of pick up on things that were happening and start um, crafting that happened in post. But in post, this was not a film that was rewritten in post-production or editing where the structure was found. It's very kind of chronological. The events you see unfolded spontaneously. We were there for 11 days, and the story has five days, so yeah, about, you know, we shot about 52 hours and it was 85 minutes, so, you know, you pretty much see things that happened in somewhat of a biological order in the film, in more or less real time, um, so you are spending time with these brothers, the way I did. Okay, well, my personal, like, interpretation of the plot is that the, the thread of the film is that um, they're... A, producing a uh, music video, and then uh, B, they talk about their relationship to each other as um, twins and how they keep dressing alike and such. And 
you say that's plot, or did you say those are themes and ideas? Like the themes are, of course, family and uh, ambition, pursuing dreams, uh, brotherly, sibling, love, intimacy. Um, so there are definitely themes that came out of them, but there's not. I didn't. There's not a story, and in fact, when there's a scene that can be seen, that can be sort of interpreted as the climax, that just happened and it happened near the end of our shoot so that's where that scene seemed to go and you know the way the way it ends you know when we were shooting that scene we had to start it and the camera holds back and they continue walking I felt like oh, this could be the end of the movie but I had no sense of sculpting a plot where like, something happens at 10 minutes and then something happens at the end of that one or two and then there's a climax and resolution but it is interesting how organically things kind of settled into that sort of shape. So I'm curious to know, see how audiences will respond. What, just some, what are some of the more interesting things that happened during filming? So specifically, I want to point out the um, scene on the subway where they come across this um, group of people. And I kind of want the story of this group of people because I observed that two of them are wearing penis headbands. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, we literally out of the subway and there's this bachelorette party and yes they're wearing pins on there they are celebrating uh, the marriage of their friend and you know if it was me I probably would say oh that's a cute fun group of people and I would sit at the other end of the train and be in my bubble but the twins being who they are engage with them and there's this incredible spontaneous only you know one time happening that uh where they are dancing together and they're exchanging. And what's so cool is none of nobody was looking in the camera. And also, when you watch all the people around the event, like the way the father is holding his daughter and the way people down the train are watching what's going on, there's so much activity outside of the world and the immediate connections they have with people. That I think there's almost two ways to watch the film. There's the way of watching the twins, of course, and there's another way of watching the world around the twins. There's a million stories going on in every moment, and ours is focusing on these two amazing brothers. So then there's the um, um, title of the film, which is written on like the rock face at one point. So, at what point? Did, at what point in filming did you come across that, and was it always the right fit of the title? Mm -hmm. well, on the second last day, um, cinematographer who's from Barcelona, Leon, mm -hmm. uh, we crewed two. So John Switzer doing sound from Toronto and then Leon, who I found through Facebook in Barcelona, knew this magical place, this graffiti stone wall overlooking the city. Uh, and so we went there, second last day, and of course, I mean, that's a beautiful sequence with the brothers hopping up on the wall and stopping the way they do at either edge of the frame. I mean, this is not blocked, this is all just happening. And somehow intuitively, they're working with the camera's lens and the camera's working with them and everyone's kind of dancing around together and they turned and Rubildo says Amunga Onada and it's on the rock and I didn't I hadn't even noticed the graffiti on the rock until he pointed it out. Um, so it's one of the few times we get a, we get sort of an insert shot and that you know that night when I was sort of dreaming I thought that's the title of the film The World of Nothing it feels like it encompasses their energy they're going for it. You know, and there's just there's no turning back and, and uh, nothing's not an option. 
So, um, has the rubber seen the film yet? Oh, yeah. No, they were part of a uh, very active and engaged part of the film through post. So, I showed them the very first rough cut because obviously, if there was anything in the film they weren't comfortable with, it, I wouldn't keep it. Um, first and foremost, I want them to feel like it was real and representative and honest and true. They watched it, they liked it. And uh, yeah, they, they saw the final also. They sent me a message that they, they liked it. And then in fact, I returned to Cuba and I screened the film for my mom and dad in the village where they grew up in Moa in the Guantanamo region. So I, their parents got to see the finished film also. So what are you hoping the audience takes away from the film? You know, it's funny, that's always, everybody asks me that question. And it's, if I really analyze that question, what do I hope? audience takes away. It's like, you know, I've answered that in various different ways, but if I were to be really honest, I would not ask that question because I don't want to, it's, it's not like there's a prescription of desire, hope, or intention. It's just, you know, you get to spend 85 minutes with these brothers, and we've spoken about a few themes, and beyond that, my desire for what the audience will take away feels too reductive. Like, I just want people to meet them and um, and and then and tell me what they thought. I mean, this is about exchange. This isn't uh, about uh, attach, attachment to any kind of result. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. okay, that's a good point too. I'm done. That was my interview with Ingrid Venninger about the world or nothing. Uh, I do have to apologize a bit for the audio quality of that um, interview. Um, as you might have guessed, the interview was done in a cafe, and there is a lot of ambient noise around. And I tried to fix it as much as I could in post, and um, you could still hear what Ingrid was saying, but there's mm, still a lot of background noise, so I have to uh, apologize for that. Anyways, the uh, World or Nothing is having its uh, world premiere at the uh, 2019 Hot Dogs Film Festival. The screenings will be April 27th at 8.45pm at the Tiff Bell Lightbox, April 28th at 1.15pm also at the Tiff Bell Lightbox, and finally May 2nd at 3pm at the Hart House Theatre, and you can get tickets at hotdogs.ca. So that's it for um, this episode. I'll be back uh, later in the week with another Hot Dogs interview, and I'll see you next time. The Sean Kelly on Movies podcast is hosted, recorded, and edited by Sean Kelly. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can find more details on that at skonmovies.com. The music is Out of the Fog from the website podsummit.com. You can support Sean Kelly on Movies on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash skonmovies. This has been a Sean Kelly on Movies production.